rice is a staple in Asian cuisine. We could not have a meal without it, much like the Bible in our everyday Christian life. Hello, Oga Wesley. Welcome to the Bowl of Rice and the Bible Podcast. It's a Bible study with an Asian twist. It's where we talk about our faith, family, friendship, and food. Mainly, we would like to be an encouragement to all our brothers and sisters in Christ, especially Asian Americans. So let's go dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bowl of Rice and the Bible. You are listening to our episode 28. Hey, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or maybe uh, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You know, depending on when are you going to listen to this, but good to have you you guys back. Oh, most definitely. Now, this is exciting. We finished our first mini series of season two. It's mm. all about food moments of the Bible. And mm. if you have not finished or you have not started listening to it, go back and listen to them after listening to this because it's it's a wealth of knowledge. Since we finished our first mini series, that means we are going to start another mini series. Yes, and it is about the wicked people of the Bible. There are plenty of them. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, I feel like from cover to cover, it's it's just filled with wicked people. Yeah, <laughs> we're only going to choose eight. And today, the very first wicked person that we're going to talk about is the first murderer of the Bible, Cain. Yep. And the story of Cain is actually recorded in Genesis chapter four. We encourage you to go back and read the entire chapter. It sounds long when I said entire chapter, but actually it's not that long. Yeah, it <laughs> encompasses or the whole chapter four is actually pertinent mm. to the whole story of Cain. And yep. if you are new in, in our podcast, what we usually do is Wesley will provide a recap of the scripture and we'll share, we'll both share our own takeaways from it, as well mm. as talk about um, how we can apply our lesson or the lesson that we have learned in our everyday life. So here's the uh, brief recap of the story. King was one of the sons of Adam and Eve. His birth is the first one recorded in the scripture. So it it leads us to believe that King was Adam and Eve's firstborn. Mm-hmm. Um, the name King is based on the Hebrew root word and which means possessions. King is most infamous for being the world's first murderer, as what Luen said before, when his offering was rejected by God and his younger brother Abel was upset by God and King got angry really, really angry and jealous. And God actually warned King. God actually talked to him and and told him that don't let yourself sin further. You need to be careful about your emotion, your jealousy and your temper. But King ignored God's warning and killed his brother Abel in a field. That's why God punished King by increasing his hardship and banished him from society. But God also marked King in some way to protect him from being killed by revenge. Do you think the design like that God that put is obvious for everyone to see? You can see it from far, so far, far, be, far, far, yeah. far away. The galaxy. <laughs> like, That's oh, a, a, that gi- <laughs> a big giant neon sign, sign saying that King. King. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, King, 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 King. King you know. This is King. Don't touch him. Is there like a placard or something that he has to carry everywhere it's, he goes? Or like a bubble. 
I know. <laughs> the, like a cloud that follows him everywhere. <laughs> Or bursts over him. <laughs> People can't see him far away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What um, kind of symbol or what kind of mark do you think God put on Cain? Um, I assume it's tattoo. Mm. Because that's, um, you know, back like in, in the in the Asian history, or even like, um, I'm not so sure about the Western history too, but um, most of the time uh, murderers were, uh, or a criminal, they were marked by tattoo mm -hmm. so that people know they are. I know at, at least for Chinese history, mm -hmm. uh, back then tattoo is for murderer or for some, for criminals. I mean, I wasn't, that's, that's the mark is tattoo. Okay. Yeah. So and yeah, it's not a sign or like um, it's a not bubble. a sign. Well, that's no bubble. I mean, that's no <laughs> light bulb at that time. You know, <laughs> no electricity. That's true. That's true. All right, continue All right. on to what happened uh, yes. to Kane after. I'm sorry, you got distracted by me. I always do that. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. We got we do that all the time to each other. <laughs> And at the end, Cain settled in the land of Nod, which is east of Eden. He married uh, a woman, most likely will be a, a niece or, or cousin, because back then there are not many, you know, or not, even a not sister. many people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he had descendants that are listed in the Bible to the sixth generations. King also built a city, and his descendants include herdsmen. That means like keeper of cows or sheep, and also musicians and smiths, which is like metal-related work. His descendants, some of whom are listed in Genesis chapter four and five, they grew more and more wicked. One of them was called, uh, I believe, it's called Lamech. Um, it's the fifth from Cain. Lamech's story was uh, recorded in Genesis 4. He was the first one in the Bible that has more than married more than one wife. Mm, like polygamist. He's the first yes. polygamist. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Since God made Adam and Eve, it's always one guy, one woman. Mm -hmm. But he's the first one that has more than one woman as his wife. The Bible also indicates that he's a murderer and he boasts, about, he boasts of his sin. Mm. And he, he's He's proud of what what he did. He's proud of the wicked behaviors that he had. That's the story of King and his descendants. Wow. Mm. It's not a very good and promising feature ahead of Cain. You know, when someone, when a person's seen, it always affects the family. There's always consequences. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and the children learn from you. Your grandparent mm -hmm. learn from you. I mean, your grandchild learn from you. You know, yeah. so it's always, like you said, it's a chain effect. You know, the story of Cain and Abel is fascinating because they're the first siblings of the Bible. Well, I don't think it all started with their offering. I think, what do you think? It, I feel like it started before the offering because the offering of Abel is acceptable to God. And Abel, he took care of animals, right? Mm. Herds and stuff. Mm. And his first sacrifice, what was his first sacrifice? Was animal? Was his he, first animal? Um, so he sacrificed a uh, firstborn lambs. A lamb. Yes, a lamb from yeah. his flock. And it's probably bloody. It's a bloody sacrifice mm -hmm. um, compared to Cain. Cain is, works in the field. So he gathered, you know, probably still beautiful this round like a uh, beautiful bouquet of different colors of fruits and vegetable 
And in his eyes, or probably in our eyes, if we are alive, then it'll be beautiful. It looks nice because mm-hmm. it's nice and clean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably in a big kind of a container or basket <laughs> arranged in a beautiful way. And here's Abel, bloody, mm-hmm. offering a, a lamb. Why do you think God has chosen Abel's sacrifice more than Cain? I think um, the answer is actually in the scripture. Um, it's in Genesis 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 3. King brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the, to the Lord. When we read this, it sounds, oh, well, that, that's great. He brought, he, he brought some of the fruits, right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Some of the fruits. Not the best. Yes. And if you look at what Abel did, which is continued in, in verse 4, and Abel also brought an offering fat portion from some of the firstborn of his flock, which is the first firstborn, you know, so, so Abel, it's, it's all about attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think, I think that yeah. matter. It, it's the attitude. It's, it's not just, oh, I have some here. Do you want some? It's, it's all about attitude. If, if you receive a birthday present, you know, one of your friends gives, um, you know, really take take her time to choose uh, what's the best for you. And the other friend is just like, oh, I have some, I have some uh, an open gift at, in, in my house that, you know, I got it. So, so I, I would just randomly pick one yeah. and give it to you. Yeah. Which one you, you favor? Of course, the gift that has more meaning mm. um, because the friend have chosen it more sincerely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I believe it's all about attitude. God reject Cain's offering but he he, he didn't say God was very it didn't say God is angry mm-hmm. about the offering yeah and Cain's jealousy lead to what happened at the end and mm-hmm. which God warned him yeah in the very beginning God actually know his heart oh, and yeah. warned him not to do it or just like God actually told told uh, Tolkien, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Yeah. <laughs> why the long face? <laughs> you know, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? Yeah. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Yeah. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Yeah. But even with God's warning, Cain allowed his pride to take over. Hmm. Right. It's a uh, and another amazing thing for me here is that they can talk to God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That is just incredible to me. It's like, oh, God sees Cain with his countenance and his, mm. his he looks angry and he almost immediately talked to Cain and warned him. Mm. It's incredible to me that they can do that, that they were able to communicate with God one on one with Adam and Eve as well during their um, time in the Garden of Eden. They were able to communicate to God directly. Yeah, Um, you can see a lot of this this example in the Old Testament, not only Adam and Eve, but King and Abel, Abraham and Sarah, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Isaac, Jacob, um, Joseph, Moses, Elijah, Elisha. Do you uh, think it's, it's more of like a surround sound when they talk to God? (laughs) <laughs> it's like the voice is like all around them 
it's an AP system yeah. like school. <laughs> you know, it buts that beep. <laughs> I'm looking for Abraham. <laughs> This is God. I'm looking for Abraham. <laughs> And that is incredible to me. Although God speaks to us every day, especially in His Word. Mm. That's why you know spending time with the Bible is mm. very important because that is like one incredible way for God to talk to us even mm. now. But it to me is just amazing and incredible to be able to audibly talk to God directly. Also, after um, Jesus come to Earth, when He went back to heaven after resurrections and the and the descendants of the Holy Spirit, which means that nowadays Christians believers, when when you accept Jesus as your personal uh, God and Savior, you have Holy Spirit inside mm-hmm. you. Yeah, which which it's the a direct intercom. It's such an old word, direct intercom. <laughs> intercom. Um, you know, it, it's a, <laughs> uh, you know, Zoom yeah. <laughs> or or FaceTime, whatever. The, the, the incredible know. thing is he's already inside of you. Yeah. It's like inside of you is the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, so you don't need an AP system anymore. Yeah, I think that's the you know that's the 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 Bible talk about the holy system. Uh, the I want to say holy system. <laughs> well, there you go, holy, holy spirit. spirit. <laughs> What is the holy system? <laughs> And let, let me say that again. So the Bible talk about the Holy Spirit as a as a counselor, as a guidance, yeah. as a yeah. protector for us every day. And we can talk to him like, and we can pray to him directly. And plus, we have um, the Bible. That's a written word, written guidance from God. Yeah. It's a, not, I, I, I feel like it's not only a written guidance, but it's also a love letter from oh, God. Oh, it is. Yeah. And yeah it's it, like an instruction. <laughs> yeah. I, I, an instruction, a love letter, and also the history between man and, and God. You know, you, if you want to know everything about God, it's actually there. Yeah. 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 And yeah. spending time with him, definitely. And, it's, um, and that's what... Cain and Abel have during their mm-hmm. time. They were able to spend time with them and then talk to him. And, and just like any other person with a warning, you know, instead of following the wise warning mm-hmm. of someone that is wiser. And in mm-hmm. this case, God, he, uh, Cain decided not to follow the warning. Um, Cain premeditated the murder of his brother. Mm. He thought about it beforehand. This is what I'll do. I know Abel is in the field. I'll talk to him. And if it's like distracted, I'm going to kill him. So that's sad. It's, um, he, he planned the whole thing. He did. It's not an accident. No, it's it's not. not just like out from anger. It's like he planned it well. Yeah. And some of yeah. our sins are like that. We mm. premeditated. I always like that word is like hard for me. Premeditated. <laughs> Premeditated our sins. There's a ton of them that we do every day. It's like, oh, you, you know, you, we rationalize it. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, everyone's doing it. I that's can do the, it too. That's the thing. We rationalize our scene. We wash down our scene. Exactly. We, we um, there are many reasons to, to, You know, many excuses, like you said, everybody's doing it. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, it's no big deal. It's um, not. Yeah. Uh, half of, of the people on uh, on Earth is, is doing it. So that's that makes Why it okay. Me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
if I'm not doing it, I am I'm the odd one. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, one of the lessons that oh, okay. one of the lessons that we can learn from Cain is written mm. in Jude 11. Mm. Um, Jude 11 have called it as a way of Cain. And uh, the way of Cain is unbelief, empty mm. religion, leading mm. to jealousy, persecution mm. to those truly godly and murderous anger. Mm. So I hope that even before that, we won't follow the, the way of Cain. But mm. sometimes we don't realize that we are already in it because of the sin, the small, quote unquote, mm. small sins in our life. Mm. And um, the unforgiving spirit, the mm. pride, the jealousy. Yeah. You know, we need to be aware or be wary of empty religion. Mm. And be mm. aware of of our emotion toward other people, mm. and um, the, you know, even though I I have to say in back to the story, even though Cain was walking toward the to the path of destruction, God still warned him. Mm-hmm. God gave him this this big neon sign: "Don't, don't, don't yeah. do it, don't do it." And after after he murdered his own brother, uh, King begged for mercy. And he he said, God, your punishment is too harsh, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And God still protect him some yeah. way. Well, God didn't take back the punishment. No. No, that like, he he deserved, I mean King deserved the punishment that that he's deserved. Yeah. And God still, you know, they didn't take it back, but God used another way to protect him to make sure that uh, he's not being killed by revenge seeker. Yeah. And also, I have to say this way also protect those who want to seek revenge to mm-hmm. Cain. Yeah. Because it's a, actually a warning from God. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. let your anger like rule over your, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing, you're right. He begged or Cain begged for mercy for God. But Cain, I feel like when he did, he didn't feel bad about his sin, but only about his punishment. Yeah, he feel bad about his punishment. <laughs> exactly. Because he said, my punishment is greater than I can bear. It's, it's, he's not remorseful of what he did or not remorseful enough. Um, but he feel bad or he feel really bad about his punishment instead of his sin. That means he probably didn't learn his lesson. And you can see it from the life from of the his family. Exactly. You can see it from the descendants. <laughs> like if he, he, he learned his lesson, um, he would not say that. And I think like the, the fruit of his, his family can tell like, you know, what kind of families they are. Yeah. So what's your takeaway? We talk we talk a lot, I mean, about, you know, the the influence and the story's background. And what's your takeaway of this story? Yeah, I mean, one, I already mentioned it earlier, be wary mm. of empty religion, especially mm. our pride. Mm. And it's happening around us more and more, especially mm. now. Being, you know, righteous of who we mm. are, prideful and jealous of other people's 
achievements mm. instead of rejoicing with them. Mm. Be wary of those. Mm. Um, that kind of attitude can be, is not very helpful towards you mm. and towards others. Second is that sin. And this is, I think, one of the most important lesson that I've learned from this story. Sin mm. will always, always drive us away from God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Because of Jesus is the only way that we were able to face God the Father mm. because of this, the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ with his yeah. love. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about you? To me, I it's something like um, just really stand out to me is the whole thing start because of the offering. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, at least that's what the Bible said. Yeah. Um, and God wants the best from us. Yeah. He wants the best from King and Abel, and which Abel did give God the best of his uh, firstborn, a uh, firstborn uh, lamb, and you know also the fat portion. Um, he definitely wants the best from us, but he also wants the best for us. Yes. And. It's if not, God would not warn King about his jealousy and anger, and he would not warn King about his behavior. God wants King to fix his heart, not his offering, mm-hmm. not just the content, not just the, your action, but like your actions speaking from your heart. God wants King to fix his attitude. God wants King to rule over the scene in his life, not be ruled by it. Mm-hmm. And he want King to be the best King he could be. And I think the same, God want us to be the best us that we could be. Definitely. And it's not an easy way. No, it's it's not. not easy to do it. Yeah. I have to say it is very yeah. hard. It's, it, um, I think as a Christian, it's, it's a daily struggle and yeah. it's a daily battle. God does give us everything that we need to be the best self that we we could be i agree um and of course we have to rely on him yeah um but like this this story really like remind me once again that in if this is a horrible murder it's a planned murder you you murder your own brother i cannot imagine that yeah how can you do that you know this brother you play with him in the field you yeah. guys like fight for toy i don't know what kind of toy they have back then but like you know they grew up together they eat together yeah and you eventually you kill your own brother it's mm-hmm. a very um depressing and horrible thing it is but in the midst of this bad thing you can still see god's mercy and you can still see God's goodness and greatness in this. Yep. He he suggests God, like King God, like King God his punishment and he mm-hmm. deserve it. Like you can see, you can still see God's love on King. Yeah. Even though he's such a bad, bad, bad murderer. Yeah. Um, of course, at the end, um King choose the path of destruction. Yeah. You can tell from his family and you can yeah. tell from his grandkids, but but you can still see God's love. It's amazing. God's mercy mm. is unyielding and yeah. it's constant. Mm. It yeah. will never change. Mm. And whether or not we choose to accept it, it's mm. there. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um 
So yeah. that's what the Bible said. He calls the sun to rise on good and also on evil people. Yeah. He he sent rains to those who do right and to those who do wrong as well. So his love is unconditional to to all. Yeah. His yeah. love is really unconditional to all. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's so, a wonderful message. Mm. With all of this ugly, so this is an amazing thing about studying the Bible too, as I've learned. Even all of these ugly stories mm. turn into a story of mercy, of goodness mm. of God. In every yep. single one. Yeah. So it's it's still beautiful. Mm. But yeah. I hope we've learned our lesson from Cain. Mm. Um, and I hope that you would cling on to God's mercy mm. and, um, you know, let go of the pride and the jealousy. Yep. That's a, that's a very good uh, reminder. So we hope you like today's episode. Yay. And don't forget to uh, CLSS, which means comment, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.